Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Bloody Good Horror. Had a bad week? We all have. So let us lift you up with our review of a movie called The Sadness. <laughs> I had a bad day. <sighs> I'm Eric. Come on, get down with the sadness. I'll Eric. be your host for this evening. Joining me tonight, first up from Manhattan, New York City, rocking that undershirt that if you get the live stream, you've come to know and love. Please welcome Mr. John Schnorris to the show. Hey. John, you remember 90s and the 80s and 90s? Commercials would have you believe that like getting a yellow ring around your collar was like the scourge of society. And like you needed some kind of special, special detergent situation to take care of it. Whatever happened to those commercials? Presumably the detergent just got better and the rings went away. Or do you think Possibly. we all just buy cheap clothes now and throw shit away so nobody really cares? I don't know. I've grown up a pretty large sweaty man and I've never noticed that ring around the collar. <laughs> Maybe I bathe too much. How dare you? Like the collar specifically is a weird place. I don't know. Joining me next up, you just heard him from Indiana. Please welcome Casey. Hello. And finally tonight from... Richmond, Virginia. Please welcome Caitlin to the show. Hello. No guests this week. We're we're raw dogging it here at BGH this week. Uh, <laughs> Jesus. Mostly, I was just now here. Now the is back. Mostly, <laughs> I was just hitting us with the raw dog. Mostly, I was just too tired uh, and broken to coordinate anybody, and all that really requires John is an email. So that kind of tells you where I'm at this week. Yeah. Um, the sadness. Who who did this to me? Can we get for the record? Can we get that was, I, I will take the blame. I think I brought it to everybody's attention first. Okay. Hold on, hold on. But this was in the Shutter Carousel, which, like, by Eric's standards, that's like, <laughs> like I'm surprised you didn't recommend it, Eric. Listen, like, yeah. I'm not angry. I just want names. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> all right, let's. It's like that scene where uh, Ryan crosses out a name in his uh, book in the office. That's Eric <laughs> to Casey right now. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's take a quick break and review the sadness. John Schnars. Yes, Eric. You know, the funny thing about the title of sadness, it really, it doesn't really make any kind of sense with the movie so much. Like, they really should have called it like the foaming, barking, like rape zombies or something like that. Like I had they made, to, it, I they had made to, an uh, effort. Yeah, they made Caitlin. It, sorry, Caitlin. They made an effort to fix that, right, Caitlin? Yeah, I, I, I uh, Eric, if you read the email, yeah, I guess there's one character who's like, "Society is crumbling, Hell and it's no. so sad." No, it's a, it's for a different reason. I'll explain. Okay, we'll get to that later. Let's come back to that. <laughs> John, please bring us. The word of the day. Drama. <laughs> Dramatic pause. The battery in the iPad was dying, John, so I had to, mm. I had it closed, and now I, I forgot there was one more. What you got? Yep. Here we are. Eric, the word is barbarity. Mm. B-A-R-B-A-R-I-T-Y. Barbarity. Extreme cruelty or brutality can also mean absence of culture and civilization. Comes to us from the same root as uh, barbarian, 
barbarism. Uh, the so Middle English as an adjective used in a derogatory way to denote a person with different speech and customs, from the old French barbarian, from barbare, or from the Latin barbarous. So I assume those all have similar. Barbarous. That's the Bar- stuff. They, that's the stuff they put combs in at the barbershop, right? <laughs> I guess barber in Greek barbaros meant foreign. I get you know it all just yeah. Oh. It's all. Always so. sneaking some xenophobia in there. It, well, there you go. Yeah. Barbarians. They were like the original. They the Greeks did deal with some barbarians, see. if I'm remembering my Grecian was, history. The Rom- I think it was the Romans, but eh, they were there. They were in the mix. They, they might have been. That's fair. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Love it. Tell me about the sadness, John. The sadness. Um, <clears throat> this is a film. Uh, it is a Taiwanese film. It's filmed in Taiwan, but made by this guy, uh, written and directed by the auteur, Rob Jabaz. Jabaz, Jabaz. Uh, Jabaz, J-A-B-B-A-Z. Who's British? He's Canadian. Oh, he, Canadian. He's not Taiwanese. That's what's interesting. So this movie is like in Mandarin, I believe. Um, it's set entirely in Taiwan. It's set in the city of Taipei. Um, but this guy, yeah, like I, I could not. I mean, look, I, I didn't read like a ton of things, but I was like kind of jumping around. And he's, he was like born and raised in Missa- Mississauga, Canada. So I, I don't know. I'm very curious it's what a the lot of Canadian, connection is. It's a lot of Canadian sounding things you're saying right now. Yeah. But I, so long story short, I don't know what the connection is, but everyone, you know, all the, you would have no idea that there was a Canadian person behind this movie. Everyone, all the actors are speaking Except for the Mandarin. character names, which are Jim and Kat. You say that, you yeah. say that in a way that's like, Fair. so if you really hate Canadians, like it's okay, you can watch it. <laughs> no, I it's just it's interesting to me i'm very curious like i i did try to look a little bit around you know the production history and and couldn't come up with anything um it's his first feature film um so you know there's that um but yeah it's it the the basic story here is very straightforward you have jim and cat they are young young lovers so in there so good looking yeah yes both both yeah. There's a scene early Kids. on well, where they're like riding in their motorbike to work and there's an accident. What's supposed to be happening in the scene is like there's an accident and some weird shit's happening. And so in slow motion, they ride by and like they're supposed to be kind of gawking at it. But what it really just looks like is like a Pantene commercial or something. Like they're on the bike and they're just so like beautiful. And it's like phew, her, like hair's the going hair's and it's like slow motion. <laughs> they're just I mean, making like they're just making model face. Um, yeah, so they're both, they, they are, he is semi-employed or, or potentially unemployed. He's working in sort of film production or, or, you know, something in video production, but, but not on the day that the action takes place working. She's more of like office job, you know, has to get up and go to work. So they, they wake up and he drives her to work. This is the scene Eric is referencing, um, drops her off. He heads back and sort of before they leave is like the first time he sees there's just like he sees someone on the roof of a neighboring building looking real grim like blood coming down their their night out night 
nighty nighty night outfit night gown night gown there you go nighty outfit is not what those are called is like a sexy <laughs> yeah that was not what she was wearing then um hey baby you want to put on that nighty outfit for me tonight <laughs> yeah so uh he sees that and he's kind of like what's going on but then like she disappears and he doesn't think and so after he drops her off at the train station she gets on the train uh, well, in the scene, Eric, that you were referencing, this accident, it's not just like a normal accident, like something weird is going on there. He then is riding back and like starting to notice some weird stuff like that accident scene. All the people are gone, but the cars are still there. Um, and then he like stops at this restaurant while he's at the restaurant. The woman that he had seen on the roof, who was like all grotesque looking, shows up at this restaurant and just starts like zombie attacking people. Mm-hmm. And but so like, this then beyond she's using weapons. It's a, they're a little sophisticated. Yeah. Well, so I mean, this is the thing. Like that's the setup. Like there's the rest of the movie is Isn't basically it? one extended zombies action zombie action sequence with Jim. It's it's both. We're, and we'll talk about it. Like it gets a little weird because it's sort of. Inter, you're intercutting between Jim and Kat's experiences. Um, and it's not a hundred percent clear all the time, like whose experience matters more or like if they, you know, they're, they're given somewhat equal weight, but that kind of shifts toward the end. Yeah, yeah. Um, but there's no, to your point, there's no info dump. There's no more story. That's it. It's just, they're kind of, tr- no, they're kind of trying to survive slash, info dump later. slash get back to each other. Yeah. <clears throat> Well, there's like a little bit of stuff that they're, you know, like we do see that there's like an emergency <clears throat> network alert on the TV right. and like all the channels are shut down. And there is like a little bit of discussion. Yeah, but even that, that like just ends up being shows. a gag more than anything. Yeah. But like to your point, like the society doesn't start to crumble. Like the, the power doesn't go off right away. This is we are in. I think Casey may have referenced this over email. Like it's the 28 days later. Right. It's the first 20 minutes of that movie. I care or something like that. It's, but the whole movie is this just is tw- this is if you mashed up twenty eight days later in the purge. It's basically a zombie virus that just makes people purge more or less. Yes, yeah, and so that's the key difference is like rather than just turning them into zombies, they're like turned into deranged psycho killer slash like sadists. Psycho killer. Um, yeah. Good uh, Casey pulled up, and it's it is referenced on the Wikipedia page, so like it's unclear how official this is, but it's definitely highly related to this Garth Ennis comic called crossed, which I read a little bit about and has effectively the exact same plot with like some slight tweaks. Um, again, it's, it's not marketed as like an official sort of adaptation of that, but it's very, very related. And Garth Ennis, if anyone knows great, it's it's like, that doesn't surprise me. And none of us really know, have ever read the comic or anything, but the plot that's even online is enough to tell you how much of an influence it was on the yeah. split. Yeah. So I mostly spent most of the first act wondering how much that apartment cost. Yeah. The one they were, the one they were living in. Yeah. Are apartments in Taiwan affordable? This is all I want. Doesn't, uh, doesn't he look at like a, like a rental guide in the restaurant for a brief moment? He does. Too? Yeah, no, yeah. I could make yeah. anything out of it. I also was very, Right before the zombie apocalypse went out, I was mostly interested in the breakfast they were making there at the de- at the diner. The uh, egg roll? Yeah, I don't know if you yeah. know this, John, but I'm on egg TikTok. I'm, I'm, I'm an egg enthusiast. That's cool. <laughs> love, love I, eat, I eat like a good 30 eggs a week or something like that. And uh, oh, at least. Lord, 30. Yeah. That's a lot. And um, 
I was interested. Were, they, were those little like fried rice squares they were making or something? Or tofu, maybe? I thought it might be tofu. Yeah, I don't yeah know. that's what I was thinking. But too. tofu and eggs, that's two proteins, John. Well, then someone comes in and orders, well, someone comes in and orders like a sausage, egg, and cheese sandwich. It's true. I'm pretty sure it said pork egg roll, but I could be. Oh, well, you're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> oh, and that thing he was eating out of the fridge looked delicious. That looked like a pork roll. Oh, or the something. bun? Yeah. yeah. yeah that looked good. Yeah. Whatever that sauce you squirted in there. Yeah, was... dude, get it. Get it. Yeah, um, okay. Uh, Caitlin, what'd you think of the sadness? Um, <clears throat> I really like zombie movies and I really like gory zombie movies a lot. Zombie movies also scare me more than like any other horror trope, I think. Uh, but this, this was a little rough. Um, I don't, I don't know how much we got into in the summary just there about how much sexual violence there is. Um, and not just sexual violence, but like straight up humiliation because they're not normal zombies. They're like programmed to this Alvin virus that's attacking them is making them do things that they don't necessarily want to do but they can't help it like they're compelled to do horrific heinous acts of violence and uh it was it was hard to watch i we'll get into i'm sure like the scene but um i don't know i i, I, I love this like the scene like there's legitimately several 10 scenes in this movie that are like next level are we talking about the uh uh penis mutilation or the i don't even want to ruin what the other one is because it's like the <laughs> the blood orgy the you know oh my god all the things but you know there were some really cool moments of gore like the grenade scene hopefully we can come back and talk about that a little bit more in depth um like some leg breaking like there were some really cool and from what i understand practical effects gore which was impressive and i i don't know that's kind of fun but i think it's really weird that there, there's kind of a perspective shift where we're watching the dude on his motorbike and then we just kind of cut to the girlfriend and we get her story for the second half. And she's got this like stalker who is infected with the Alvin rage virus. And he, I don't know, he's like a villain that's after her. And I just, I don't know, I, in a zombie movie, I think it's a little weird to have it's a specific villain. It becomes uh, like a stalker zombies. killer type situation. You know what other zombie did movie did that? Army of the Dead. It's <laughs> <laughs> true. Yeah. Well, it's like, you know, part of it is that this guy is like kind of an incel. He got rejected by her, and like now he's got this rage. Oh, dude, he's got like before he fully loses it, he's got the full incel manifesto under his breath that he just yeah, like, he spits out. <laughs> and then and I don't know, like it makes sense that like I understand within the mechanics of this movie and like the mechanics of these zombies that that's what they do so like i get it i just for me the fear of zombies is like the horde and that there's anarchy and there's chaos and there's no like support and it just kind of took a, a different direction um so like i don't know i would not watch again because i just don't need to see a lot of that again and i'm someone that likes gore and body horror but i don't need to see that sexual stuff again casey okay first they're not zombies, Caitlin. They never died. They are not. But I said, they're not normal zombies. They're like rage maniacs. Yeah, I'm not far off from Caitlin. I was into this movie for a good bit. It was this movie, as you start out watching it, and we'll get into the goot with the weird shit later, of course. But you start out watching it, and there's, there's nothing groundbreaking about this movie. It feels like 28 days later, but it's not done badly. 
you're engaged in the characters. I'm interested in what's going on. I kind of like watching the way things are breaking down slowly going around them. I like the little dribbles of information we get from the news stories. That stuff's cool. And even, you know, I've been, you guys have been listening forever. You know, I don't mind blood and gore. I'm a trauma apologizer. So I'm down for most of this stuff. But this movie, there's parts of this movie that made me uncomfortable in the same ways that Terrifier made me uncomfortable. There's some uh-huh. kind of acts of violence that just feels like it's crossing a line and you shouldn't do. Terrifier is way better than this movie, but I understand. Yeah. The point. But then it kind of flips over at that point, and some of this weird we talked about this in email some some of this weird sexual stuff at the side that comes out of this and there is a point to it and it's part of the storyline but it starts to devolve into more of that than just the general violence which makes the last half of the movie a little bit more uncomfortable to watch for sure and it just kind of leaves you feeling grimy other than that the story itself going through the movie like i said i was into it at the beginning through the second act, you get in the third act, it starts to slow down quite a bit and loses a lot of its pace. And I think with everything going on, we just kind of lose focus that we're supposed to care about this couple. And so as far as the story goes, it's just kind of by the time you get to the end, you know where they're go- what's going on. You know what's going to happen. And it's just kind of like, okay, you got it done with. Let's go and move on to the next one. Jonathan. I'm pretty aligned. I like there is part of me that really wants to pound the table and be like, oh, there, you know, this this movie's on to something. I mean, like things out the nice things I would say. I think it's really well made. Like I actually think the director is like fairly like put it this way. This is like a um it's like a gore fest extravagant, you know, like, but this is like as high end as something like that gets in the way that it looks and is put together. Um, it's almost the, a little in conflict, like how nice it looks and how kind of silly the gore is a little bit. Yeah. But, but to Caitlin's point, like the effects, like these are, they're good. Like they, they got a good effects team here. The, I really um, believe that guy's penis was being slammed up against barbed wire. I was going to go at the fryer to the face and then the fingers and the grease. (laughs) Oh my God. And it, cause it really does come out of the gate with really hard (laughs) with that stuff. Um, also full disclosure. I don't know what happened with the babies cause I skipped past it cause I knew where it was going. Yeah. You skipped the whole info down there. (laughs) No, 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 no. no. I just skipped like the, the visual, like as you, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's fine. You hear him crying Um, and I'm like, you're not getting me movie. F you not today. Yeah. Eric said, I've had a week, not yeah. doing it. <laughs> That's the thing with this movie. Like, in a different time and place, like, I might have been on board. Like, it's so fucking grim. <laughs> like, it's so dark. It, like, the violent, like, the level of violence. And, and to Caitlin's point is it, earlier, like, it's really about the, the, like, sexualization and, like, the way that the, the direction that it went. And it doesn't start there. Like, that first sequence where the lady shows up in the the um, the restaurant and like puts the fry thing on the guy's head and his skin melts. It's like that's gross. And like for a lot of people, they're like turning it off at that point. This is a group that can power through those moments and and celebrate them. Um, mm. When it gets to the like everybody's raping and like wanting to be you know raping. I mean, when I say everybody, it's like the male 
rage zombies all like immediately go to like sexualized violence in a way that it and again it doesn't well, they start, explain it, like, it of, at some point with brain science john so it makes sense but but like that it all felt a little weird because like at that point yeah. you've yes. seen a lot of violence that's not that like even eric the scene you're referencing where like also it seems group, it seems airborne but people are ran like random people well, are affected by it that's we can just we should come back to that but just to put it aside for a second like it's more the like, what is this virus doing to people? Why are why are like a large percentage of people turning into like rape maniacs, and then other ones are just like wanting to kill? And I don't it, know if that was a commentary that like rape is an act of violence, which it is, and I don't know if, but it's like, it's not commentary. <sighs> I don't think there was any commentary. Like I think that's giving it like to. I think I think. Well, where I what? Sorry, the point I was making is maybe like a little more nuanced, and and not in like a productive way, but like it's like. The movie doesn't start with all the rapey stuff. It like only it kind of like bleeds in through the middle of the movie, and then by the end, it's like all sexual violence. It's like everything that's going on in that hospital is people trying to like rape the main character. Like, which yeah. at that or the point, babies. Well, exactly. You're just like, what the fuck? So I don't know. It like it like got darker and darker for me in a way that I like was losing interest as it went because of that. The scene, Eric, that you were referencing. Was it an example of like a scene where I'm like, I don't even 100% know what this is supposed to be doing, but it, it like worked at some, like when you have those like teenagers who are like in baseball outfits, just like abusing that, that one dude, but not in necessarily a sexual way. I mean, there's a little bit of like hit him in the, the balls with the barbed yeah. wire. Right. I but think it they still were felt like violence. They yeah. were just warming up. I feel like they, cause somebody says something at some point in that scene where like, you felt like maybe it was about to go there. The it, guy it said the guy that they w- were slamming into the barbed wire is the one that said I was about to get my nut. Yeah. He's yeah. like, I bet you shoot my load. And it's like, but there, but, and that's weird because that guy is also yeah. infected. Yeah. Right. I, well, and just to come back to, and then later, I, I, okay. I didn't catch that. Cause then later in the movie, they were like, Oh, this is why they don't have, attack each other or something i know but there was, was like, a what? sequence in the hospital where there's like the blood orgy that someone mentioned and like yeah i think that was all people who were infected because it wasn't like a rape scene it was like mm-hmm. right a they blood were all orgy. infected yeah so it's like what is this virus really doing like is it making them like just the like horny? Virus, bro. <laughs> yeah it's i don't know so yeah it's there's a lot of issues like if you're a hardcore gore hound like i'm sure you're gonna like this movie and I did, I was mentioning earlier, like I read a bunch of reviews just to like see what people were saying online, like r- regular websites, like the guardian had like a somewhat positive review, <laughs> like RogerEbert.com, like three stars. I was like, what are these? Like, are these people seeing a different movie? Like they're, they're like <laughs> trying to take something away from this that I don't think was there. So I don't know. It, yeah. Yeah. It's this, not great. this movie is like pretty deranged and I don't really mean that as an insult or a compliment <laughs> it just is yeah, yeah. <laughs> partially it's because i, I kind of had the benefit maybe of caitlin warning me about it <laughs> that it was like grim or something i actually think this movie is silly as shit and like not in a good way like i don't it feels very edgelordy like it's trying to be mega violent in a shocking way but the violence is so goofy it's like over the top dead alive goofy that it has no impact. Like I, this sure there was some disgusting stuff I didn't want to see, but none of it really struck me as that grim or having any kind of emotional impact. Cause I don't give it, you don't give a shit about anybody, even the main characters. Cause they're barely characters. So like what, it, what it kind of ends up feeling like is just sort of a, 
edge lordy kind of movie with zero impact and what i what i do think it has going for it i think the first act leading up to basically that first zombie scene is pretty solid and i think has some nice subtle tension as you're kind of waiting for things to like pop off a little bit and even that first scene is pretty crazy in the restaurant or whatever but it just kind of goes aimless from there which is about 40 minutes in it's just funny shit i don't get like this guy straight up witnesses homicidal rage murders happening in this restaurant, right? He's then chased by murder, rape zombies. He goes back to his apartment. We then cut and he's sitting there watching TV. He's watching some kind of insane cartoon where they're like raping each other. It's like, I don't know if you guys actually pay attention to that cartoon. Yeah, it's yeah. Insane. It was like a like big bad wolf thing. Yeah, I but like that, that channel had been hijacked by someone sick infected that oh, wanted to like inf- inflict I like that. violence that way. Because well, all the other channels had been shut down. You know, he's in like shock yeah. a little bit. I get it. But he's watching TV. It's like a significant amount of time has passed. Like all this shit's gone. And then a thing comes over the um, loudspeaker. This I liked because it was kind of funny. And the guy's like, this is the new order. We are going to chop your dicks off and rape your women in the streets. And he's like, I should text my girlfriend. Like that's the thing that it's been so long. And like starting from there, I'm like, well, why do I give a shit? Like this dude barely seems to care. Like they, they barely like are able to communicate with each other. There's not a lot of emotion. It's just, there's just a couple like real empty, good looking characters who like, I guess are trying to find each other, but it's, they're very aimless throughout a lot of the movie. Um, you know what this movie I feel like is perfect for? Like if you are throwing a Halloween party and you're like the horror friend and people come over and they're like, yeah, what kind of AG, like what are we going to put on the TV? Like you want to have like a reel of crazy movies running while you just have the volume off and you're playing music and you're having a Halloween party and you want to like show your friend something edgy, you just put this movie on. Like it's just gory and like lots of crazy camera work. And, you know, it's also not American, so they'll be like, you're so sophisticated. You want- This is what goes on, John, with these, like, outlets that are, like, brilliant five stars. It's like these people who don't watch a lot of horror movies feel like they see a non-American horror movie and they just have to, like, praise it up and down. But honestly, like... I would- I don't think that's... Well. I would counter with, like, the Belco experiment maybe better for, like violence that's in the a background. great I, background well listen you gotta have more than one movie you gotta have like a real yeah. to play for your <sighs> party i mean I just, you and I, me I was, like late night Kaylin, you and me would throw a party with last or dark <laughs> Kaylin, like you Gross. and i would, you and i would throw a party with last 90 minutes we'd only need one movie but other people might need more movies <laughs> um so anyway it's not very good it's got some real shocking moments in it uh but by the time i get to the eyeball scene i was like i why do i care and, and like I feel like me, I might have an old man opinion on this, John, but I'm just mm. going to say it anyway. Not you. Those of us who grew up through the like draconian MPAA days in like the late 90s, early 2000s, where like nothing could get into a theater unless it was fully neutered, right? And there was no other real distribution for movies unless you're talking like a blockbuster release when those were still around, right? Like you might get like, you, there's a small lane for direct-to-video horror, but you're not making that much money. But So when a movie came through and either had trouble getting released or maybe did go to Blockbuster and was really gory, this is like, but when you say stuff like, maybe in a different era, I would have thought differently of this. You show this movie in 2002, I would have had to change my pants. I would have been like, this is the craziest thing I've ever seen. 
but here's my point. Like that stuff felt um, transgressive at that time because it was sort of bucking against the like cultural norms of the day and like entertainment norms. And it was also at the time hearkening back to like 80s stuff, which a lot of us grew up on. Those of us who were like a little older, there felt like there was a sort of a, almost a cause to get behind with like a gory movie in 2022. Like if you want to just watch it cause you still enjoy it and it's fun. Great. But for me, like, I don't know what the point of it is anymore. Like we're, we're we just live in a gore sex soaked society and I'm not saying get rid of it, but from my point of view, having done so many 600 and almost 66 movies on the show, plus other ones I want, like spooky doing this to be <laughs> provocative. It, it gives, gets a flat line for me. Like, yeah, and I think right, well, in part of the reason, like why, what you see pushing the trends of horror are what people will call like elevated horror because that is the current like undiscovered territory that people are pushing harder and harder into is like, how can we really make a horror film emotionally? Like, I'm not saying that's the only lane. I'm just saying for me personally, this movie where this guy bangs at eye socket, I'm like, okay, fucking, I don't know, dude. Like I saw martyrs and I want to die. You've been there. Done I don't that, need this. Bro. Like I'm cool. <laughs> no, Eric, sorry. The point I was making about like, I'm jaded. I just meant like, the world is so grim right now that like, well, that I, I mean, there's yes. only so much like nihilism I can handle in my, like our, also, yes, of course. But your point on the elevated heart, like a movie that had maybe not this level of core, but like if you're Ari Aster and you are like, you know, with hereditary, like there's some really fucked up stuff that happens in that movie. Exactly. But, but it's, core but, but it's it all like, there. Well, and it's at the core of it is like, some very emotional story or, you know, storytelling about family. It's multi-dimensional. It's multi-dimensional. Yeah, exactly. And so it's, it's more impactful because it's all packaged together yes. and it's shot and presented in an elevated way. Again, I think this movie artistically, like visually a lot to recommend, but yeah. I don't disagree with you. I, I would, I would push back a little, like this is more, this was shocking to me. Like I was, yeah. And you know, not like scan, not like I wonder if I had watched this, but I was like, I wonder Jesus if I had watched Christ, this a week ago and not in the state I am after like the news the last couple of days. Like, if sure. I would maybe would have been more shocked by it, but I don't know. I think could for be, me, that very well could be, Eric. yeah. I think for me, it was just, I don't know, I, I really didn't care about the relationship between the two main characters because I, I don't think it was well, like, I, I don't know, like they wake up together and he she's kind of annoyed with him and. I don't know. I, also, I don't have like a lot to root for for them. This is a oh, definite yeah. old man the, opinion, but when I see people this young that are like, oh, he doesn't want to go on vacation you. with yeah. me. It's like, listen, you two, live some fucking life and find out what real the sadness is, and then you can come How back. How dare and talk you to be in love, yeah. young people? But <laughs> Fuck off. I, the one like dynamic I did like was that <laughs> the main girl cat kind of helped save this girl molly on the train and like they have like a fast friendship of sort of survival together um and they're both women and they're they keep being threatened like molly the subway no guy is like i've never had a threesome before and it's like jesus christ dude like it's uh i don't know the just like the level of humiliation like sexual humiliation sexual violence was was too much for me well, i did want to however want to give a shout out to one underrated i think for this movie uh, gore scene which is near the end when like you can see the outline of an axe in the floor like there's blood around it and you can see that it's missing and she whispers like where's the axe 
And like out of nowhere, one of the rage people comes up and chops off a foot and then pukes into the guy's wound, <laughs> which is like fucking disgusting. <laughs> yeah, that was a good one. You know, there's a scene when he when he um, approaches the like guys on the basketball court. He fights them off with full on like martial arts in a pretty cool. It's very short. He goes like, yeah. it's a really <laughs> cool sequence. And I got excited. Do you remember the movie versus? Oh, yeah. Versus is like a martial arts zombie movie and the scene in this movie got me excited like that's a fucking movie like what i want to see a dude kicking the shit out of zombies with like martial arts like that would be pretty amazing that's but then it, that's kind of it doesn't really continue to be as strong of a thing is it well especially when you look at it that like he doesn't do a whole lot in this movie which he is part of no, the he doesn't do anything yeah, yeah which is hard what, what makes it hard to care by the end because he's just been tooling around town essentially they also run away they also much they also run away two from, fingers gone but they yeah. run away from him in that scene it would have been awesome brutal. to just see him like fully murder all those guys like that's yeah. sort of then we're getting to a level of camp and fun that i can get into i feel like a little like less grim more fun uh, yeah and to me i mean it felt I was enjoying the you know looking at it as a campy grim type of, type of thing with that violence up until that eye socket scene and then I felt dirty and that's when it started to for the rest of the movie it's like oh god they're just doing more and more sex stuff. <laughs> well, well, it really was it was that main bad the the, the main big bad that Kaylin like as guy. soon as he becomes so central. It really it takes that. I mean, part of that's partially, I think, why the film goes in such a sexualized direction, because he does have this like incelly background and like, or at least set up, and the extreme version of that is is exactly like, you know, where yeah. he ends up going. Um, Eric raised this earlier. I do think it's worth coming back to. Who gets this virus? <laughs> I mean, it yeah. is revealed somewhat at the end that like some people are immune to the virus. Like that's like a thing that happens in the last like 15 minutes of this movie. But like on that subway car, for example, right. It was like half the people like there or the diner, biting, but I don't, and I they don't were know. going it and they were turning at different times. Or it seems too, so. right. The, the timing is inconsistent and it feel, I feel like it's airborne, right? Cause that's how you get around that in normal zombie movie. It's always bite transmitted, yeah. but like when mm-hmm. it's air, it, Maybe, maybe, because there are masks, there's shots of masks in this movie. Like, it was very, it was very clearly like a pandemic inspired zombie movie, which do we need yeah, like that? No do we need They're that? living with the pandemic. And then it's this Alvin variant that's supposed to be like the guy mm-hmm. in the movie. He's like, you got to listen like, to me. And we're already living in a pandemic inspired zombie movie. Do we need <laughs> yeah. a fictionalized version of that? I'm not sure. Also, Alvin. We're backing up. Alvin's not a good scary name for your virus. I mean, it just brings to me Alvin that shit Simon mind. Theodore. <laughs> Theodore. <laughs> um, can we talk about why it's called the sadness? Yes, please. Uh so and I I don't know. I, I appreciate this, I guess, but it was also kind of silly. But it's so the zombie the rage people are crying. When they're doing this, and it's be- the scientist that yes. she meets explains that it's because although they're doing these heinous things, they're compelled to do it, but they still cognitively understand that it's bad. So, like, they're crying because they're sad that they're doing it, but they can't help themselves because, like, they're it's compulsory. I, I, it was except everyone in the movie seems completely gleeful and excited about what they're doing and not sad. 
I only saw, I guess I saw tears on a cup. No, there, were, there were tears. Like it, it definitely okay. like comes up and like the, the, the boyfriend spoiler alert. Uh, I think it's, isn't it like pretty prominent for like he, we see it on him, but. Well, it's like, yeah. I, the first thing I noticed was like the all black eyes. And I guess that was more interesting well, they were red. than the tears. They yeah. Like there's a red, a red bullseye. Rim too. They uh-huh. had like a, it was like red around it and then black. Yeah, it was, the the, yeah, eyes at least the baby's creepy did. looking. <laughs> yeah, the baby. Yeah, yeah. The whole thing with the babies, like the scientist was like, I don't know. He was like, I had to lock myself in here with the infants, and there were eight of them, and I injected them all to see if there were any immune, so we could make a vaccine. And then like she pulls a baby out of the like medical waste trash can. That's like, I did like the doctor's reasoning though. Cause he's like, yeah, everything started breaking down. I had these eight babies. So I injected them all to see who was there or to see who was immune. There's nothing wrong with that. Right. It's logical. He was like, <laughs> they would have gotten raped anyway. And it's like, yeah. Hey, yeah, God, <laughs> no direction of this is good. <laughs> Yeah, I mean the decision Science. to the decision to have such a strong focus on the sexual violence in a movie that is this weird combination of grim and silly, like it's purely done just for like sensational, you know. Yeah, especially since they give us the reasoning for the sexual violence so late in the movie. Maybe if we would have had more information that on how this infection was crazy, creating these people and compare. Com- connecting these two parts of their parent brain and whatnot it would and we had a reasoning on why they were going the sexual way right i mean you're just, on, you're just not not as grimy for better or worse know, you're, watch for it. better or worse you're yeah. just not making you're not making a zombie movie for like a 2005 zombie starved audience anymore you're you're making yeah. a zombie movie for people who've maybe watched the walking dead for 20 years of their life and like seen a billion zombie movies in the last one like yeah but that's why I think they had to go in extreme direction. Well, like, that's I, fine. I no, no. But to Casey's decision. point, like the whole, every aspect of it has to be well thought out. Yeah. Well, there's the gotta be something about unique. It is so bad. Like, I, I mean, John, you're right. I do think it's well-made and I really do appreciate that the gore is mostly practical effects. That's really impressive, but I don't know. I just, the dialogue, like the, when they're when the scientist is like talking about why they're raping, he's like, yeah, the rage center of your brain is, Close to the sexual center. Curious. And it's like, oh my God. Like, <laughs> yeah, he says like, uh, there's not much of a difference between the two parts of your brain or something like that. <laughs> yep. There's some tension in that scene where you're sort of trying to figure out if he's kosher or not. A yeah. Bit. But then like when he's starting to turn, he was like, killing those babies felt so good. Yes. And I was like, okay, this is just really bad writing. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it's the problem is once she's in that room with him, you know it like can't end. My well. name is so Dr. Then it becomes, yes. Baby Killer, MD. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, that's where you get so, you start getting ragged around the edges on this movie too. Is once she gets to that part with the doctor, like he makes a big deal about how she may be infected and handcuffs her in the shower, makes her take a chemical bath, then puts clean scrubs on and stuff, and tells her we're gonna go jump on this helicopter it's gonna fly someplace safe and he's safe and he's putting his whole Tyvek suit back on and everything like that but after all that uh, disaffecting her and stuff like that he's just gonna let her walk you know without a mask or anything up to the helicopter and go away little details like that they started to well lose but she was too. immune she was That's immune, true. so he was like fuck you know well That's they did the oh yeah because he had it well because he in- he injected her and she right. never got yeah. it 
I mean, but it's like some people, their incubation period does seem longer. So it's like, maybe she could have had it, but then she goes up yeah. on the roof and we know what happens there. Yeah. Wait, do we know what happens on the roof? You hear gunshots. So yeah. I assume she's shot at, you know. Because, like, then, like, the last shot is of the boyfriend, like, grinning, like, maniacally, like, I guess, happy that he heard gunshots that his girlfriend is dead now. I don't know. (laughs) For a rage virus, too, they lock the (laughs) boyfriend into the cell, and she's saying goodbye to him, takes off. You'd think with the rage virus, he'd be, like, doing any, even though it's hurting him, because we've seen others hurt themselves, he'd be going apeshit, and they're trying to get out. But he just sits down and grins. He's like, I want to slice your skin off slowly. And it's like, oh, my God, dude. Like, <laughs> that's yeah. why. Yeah, that's where it gets real. That's my purpose in life. Like, shut up. When you cook you eggs. You think he'd at least bang his head against the steel bars or something, right? I would have loved that. When you cook eggs on a griddle like that, what kind of oil do you think they use? Canola. Something <laughs> cheap. It's a restaurant. Right. High smoke point. It's probably important. Yeah. Isn't Taiwan where some uh, restaurants illegally farm the uh, oil from the fat burgers in the sewer? What? I read about that somewhere. I've not that did oh. never heard that. It more interesting movies. Just, that just made me that sentence more interesting than this whole movie. <laughs> that made me instantly <laughs> want to vomit, Casey. Thank you. Uh, Into a wound, Eric. Yeah, we're gonna need some confirmation on that story. Um, anybody? Anything else in this movie? I, I like when that. the they have like the Chinese prime minister or president or whoever is like speaking to the public, um, and like he gets a grenade shoved in his. And the sand blows up. Oh, that it's scene like, was like my favorite scene in the movie. Yeah, it was pretty cool. I was like, eh, it's such I a slow burn too, to like leading up to it. And then it's just so ridiculous. I was wondering like, who's going to be the one who, who turned like, cause there's so many people on TV. I like to, there's like eight to 20 military dudes there. And you only see one try to stop him. And he just goes, huh. Like he just like pushes him off with his arm and that was it. And then they're like, okay, I guess just kill him with a grenade now. Yeah. All right. Whatever, man. Caitlin, uh, would you recommend this movie? No, I don't think so. Casey? I think if you're into extreme gore and know what you're getting into, it's probably worth a watch because there's some good effects going on there. And if you're in those kind of movies, that's really a lot of what you're into anyway. So I think in that vein, it's worth it. John? Yeah, if you're on Shudder and you're trolling the like, gore classics collection or whatever and yeah. you, you've seen them all like maybe you <laughs> yeah i'm gonna say i'm gonna say, i'm gonna give it an extra thumb down so i'm gonna give it two thumbs down so that makes <laughs> one two three four five that makes five of us <laughs> thumbs down <laughs> all right i had to open my ipad again john do you hear that <laughs> that's gonna do it for the sadness let's take a quick break and do some fan mail they were resting in peace until they were rudely interrupted. What do you want to do, Scud? Turn on the gravestone? Just want to party! Yeah, this place is a mess. Now, look who's awake. They're on the way. They're back from the grave and ready to party. I, I think things are getting out of here. The return of the living dead. Rated R. Hey, this is Brian O'Holler, and you might know me from such films as Clerks, Clerks 2, Brutal Massacre. You're listening to BloodyGoodHorror.com. 
info at bloodygoodhorror.com or on Twitter using hashtag AskPGH. Join Patreon to get back episodes and much more. Patreon.com slash bloodygoodhorror. From Food and Wine Magazine. Monstrous so-called fatbergs made of grease and garbage are floating through sewers across the globe, blocking and breaking pipes, clogging toilets, and generally wreaking havoc. It probably doesn't really sound like something you'd want to find in your kitchen, but some people are now illegally harvesting the globs of fat to make cooking oil. National (laughs) Geographic reports that these fatbergs begin to coalesce when someone in the above-ground world dumps grease down the kitchen sink, then another person down the street flushes their dirty paper towels, while someone else throws their bacon grease straight out of the pan and into the drain, all of which collects and congeals below. If the blobs get big enough, they block sewer systems, sending raw sewage gushing out into the streets. A 15-ton fat burg was pulled from a London sewer in 2013, while New York City has spent $18 million in the past five years trying to fight these floating disasters. Um... <laughs> In many places, including the United States, when grease traps are required in restaurants, thieves have broken in and stolen the accumulated grease to convert to cooking oil, which they then sell on the black market for a hefty return. An estimated 75 million worth of cooking oil is stolen in the U.S. every year. That's crazy. Hmm. Um, The same thing happens in China, where enterprising criminals steal fat from the sewers and grease traps, clean it up only minimally, and then sell the resulting quote-unquote gutter oil on the black market. In the UK, where fatbergs are a growing nuisance, sewer workers have now been specifically tasked with the unpleasant job of cleaning out the fat-filled pipes and drains of the Tem- Thames, I said it? Thames, yes. Thames themselves. <laughs> Eric, we're going to have to pay a license fee if you keep reading this article. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> it is I think I broke him. Uh, Want to be sure yeah. that you aren't contributing to the fatberg epidemic? National Geographic points out that so-called flushable wet wipes are a huge part of the problem. You can also read our handy guide and substances you should most definitely not pour down your drain at this link, John, which is HTTP. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> Food and wine. News you can use. slash slash. Double, www. So that's disgusting. Yeah. yeah. Sure is. Humans are well, disgusting. I, mean, I know that like harvesting used oil is like a like in restaurants in New York, like there's like trucks that like drive around New York, like collecting the used oil. Well, I knew people used it for biodiesel, but I didn't know about this sick ass. Yeah, well, no, this is. Well, I mean, like with the trucks and a legitimate business, they've got filtering and cleaning processes for that stuff too. Still. Yeah. Yeah. Gross. Still not pleasant. I spent $200 on a valve stem today. That was stupid. A what? A valve stem. It's a thing that regulates air in and out of your tire Hmm. hot bullshit hey casey yes welcome back to the show buddy thank you do you want to tell people where you've been yes i've been out i had surgery i had a couple discs replaced in my neck back here between my shoulder blades supposed to be one got in there and found out it was pretty bad so they replaced two so i've got two bits of a cadaver bone in my spine so like there's no titanium plate so there's no cartilage there anymore right well, they replaced it with with uh, cadaver bone. So, have you lost any mobility? Um, 
this is about how far back my head goes now. <laughs> that's and about is it. that just because it's healing? That, we just looked at the sixth scar too when you did that. Is yeah, that is that just because nice. is that just because it's healing, or is that just the way it'll be now? I honestly don't know. Interesting. Yeah, I'm not sure. But did you ask them I mean, questions when you were there? Yes, I did ask questions. <laughs> I don't know. I'm having a different experience. That I've had talked to other people that have had. I had uh, started out with the. C6 vertebrae, uh, the disc in that one was slipped, and I think they replaced C6 and C7, and then the plate goes over 5, 6, 7. I talked to other people that had a C6 disc talked to, uh, reported on, or I'm sorry, operated on, and they were telling me they took short-term disability for like four weeks off of work, and they oh, had to yeah. sleep at a 30-degree angle and stuff like that. I was back to work in a week and a half. Damn, dude. I went to back oh. to work last Wednesday. So come on, Casey and milk it a little better, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Got shit to do, unfortunately. Uh, this is a, uh, we live under capitalism, Caitlin. You must drive yourself into the ground at all costs. So yeah. I worked 11 hours today. I'm, yeah. I know. Yeah. Um, Honestly, I said I work from the same desk and I was getting really, uh, bored sitting here in recovery. So it was, I think it was better for my mental health to go back to work. Probably better for uh, Colleen's mental health too. Caitlin, what's going on over at, uh, Look it up. A lot's going on. Um, we had a, a controversial episode drop this week, but it's been really good. Um, it was on Dead Girl. Um, yeah. I did see that show up in my feed, and I was—I still that movie. Oh, it's you know, it, it's worth a second look, I think. And uh, the director Marcel Sarmiento uh, listened, as did the titular Dead Girl, Jenny Spain. Wow. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so they both listened and, and shared on their socials, which I thought was very exciting. Every once in a while, same thing with We Summon the Darkness. The director listened, and um, that always makes me it's kind of feel a, really it's good. It's kind of a brilliant plan to like um, review these kinds of like smaller indie movies, but like 10 years after they come out, because then anybody involved, like you're just like, hey, somebody's talking about our thing. Like, we're re- yeah. this. Yeah. Well, and especially because Dead Girl was panned, um, panned and also like heavily criticized and yeah, I think I we, you know, we're able to suss out some really progressive and feminist themes that maybe got skipped at the time. Interesting. Um, so I think they were happy to see. Well, that, there, I mean, there's a lot of hate out there for Dead Girl. And I think they were happy to see someone talking about it in a light that wasn't just totally negative. I think the way we talk about like sex and gender in like horror film criticism is 180 degrees different. Not that it was almost like, maybe I wonder if it was almost too hard to get past how shocking that movie is to see it at the time. Whereas now that kind of a movie is much more common now. Well, yeah. And there's, there's nuance to it. And, and I don't know, it was, it was a good conversation and I, I don't know. I always appreciate when I try to like, you know, let the directors know, let tag them and every once in a while they'll respond to like the smaller movies. We summon the darkness, dead girl, um, Selma Blair did like when I tagged her for mom and dad though, which was like, Hell yeah. But no, uh, Dead Girl was a, a special one now, um, even more so because of the kind interaction from the Love stars. It. And that's so people can just search Plug It Up on their socials. Yep. Red logo designed by our buddy Darren. Um, John, Patreon.com. Yeah. If you sign up for Patreon, you can get... At any level, you'll get our Patreon podcast feed. That gets you an early release of the show. It also gets you weekly classics and all the archives of all the old classics. John, you want to hear an episode of The Eric Show where I talk about reading Game of Thrones for like 45 minutes? 
I've listened to it. Actually. It's on there. Yeah, it's yeah. on there. Um, Eric, bring it back. More Eric uh, show. Man. So might be too grim. You can check. I know these far. days you, you can check that out. Um, you can also check out the live stream of the show. You can check out John's sexy white t-shirts he's wearing every week here on the mm-hmm. show and his white karate instructor hair that he's got going on. <laughs> um, what else we got going? Uh, Slack. You can join our Slack community and get back episodes of the show. There's, there's something for everyone there on the Slack there, John. Another thing going on is our, our biggest supporters um, are going to be getting a, a BGH uh, a Patreon exclusive t-shirt this year. I know people heard me mention this recently, and then I've kind of not been talking about it. We got a snafu with the printers, John. Our, our design by uh, Mr. John uh, Gulau of Slime and Grime is... It's so amazing. The printers can't handle it. Basically, it's too good. Yeah. We did a test print. I mean, and yeah, this was Eric very thoughtful because I probably would not have thought of this myself. You did the test print. Disappointing. I've seen enough questionable. It did not stuff. print well. I've seen enough questionable stuff out of T Public in the last couple of years that like I had I wanted to see. I so. feel like they've done they've done good work for like listen. We don't want to besmirch a partner who has done good work mm. for us in other teas, but this tea. Well, so like. BGH logos, BGH too. logos work pretty good because they're solid color. Mm-hmm. Um, the this was is like an incredibly intricate design, which is what's really cool about it. But we're gonna have to probably go to like a screen print and manual mailing, which is gonna complicate and elongate the process. But we're gonna get there. So now hiring an intern for the screen printing yes, related. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so, but anyway, check out all that action. Patreon.com slash bloody good horror. We've had like an uptick uh, lately in the, the, the Patreon. So it's been nice. Um, what's on, uh, what's on Twitter this evening? All right. We just got two tweets tonight. Got questions. Hit us up using the hashtag, <clears throat> excuse me, askbgh. First up we have from uh, Taylor at frozen food. Um, he states that the guy's got a good point, but it's just a simple meme of uh, the classic of the lady and her boyfriend is laying in bed and her thinking, saying, I bet he's thinking about another woman. Him, how did the monster from Jeepers Creepers not only register a car, but also get a personalized license plate? Mm-hmm. That's a good question. That's a, fairly, that's a good point. John, trivia, what does the Jeepers Creepers license plates, what does the Creepers license plate say? No idea. No, no idea. Does anyone in this room know this answer? CR33P3R. No, that would be good. That would be good. It is. <laughs> That's, I was going to guess. It is be eating you. Uh, I'm going to take that one for Virginia, I think. Yeah. I'm going to go with Creeper. It would have been better. All right. Our second one, longtime listener and Twitter friend at COW Flanagan. Yo, I caught a scene from the 40s film The Yearling and openly sobbed. It upset my grandkids that I was on my phone during Rescue Rangers. What's a random bit of pop culture that gives you the sadness? Yo, Schnars, I know driving Miss Daisy be giving you the feels. Much love. <laughs> I think I've that, never seen Driving Miss Daisy. I think Daisy the Truman this just came into my head, but I think the Truman Show is like one of the saddest movies I've ever seen. Like even mm-hmm. by the end, it's just like the whole thing is like, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not a good person to ask because I cry at movies more than anybody else in my oh, house. Oh yeah, I cry yeah, literally anything. Yeah, yeah. I've th- I'm pretty sure I've talked about it on the show. But the thing that's 
recently of the last, let's say, five years that's had me crying the most is Coco, the movie Coco. <laughs> oh, I mentioned oh, this. Yeah, Coco. I did mention this in the show too. Uh, that um, uh, Encanto. <laughs> that movie's sad as shit. Like, yes, I got me the first time. I don't have as many like. Honest to God, I hear the music from Coco, and I just I'm like, oh Jesus! <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know? dude, I used to say this too. I've heard the music so many times. That last like, scene, the the final, like the the penultimate scene of Moana, ever waterworks every time. <laughs> yeah, Moana. I, t- I tell you, one that caught me off guard and I wasn't expecting was uh, Big Fish. Uh, oh, back in the day, yeah. that's a good movie. But there was a lot with the main characters and the way the dad was and stuff that reminded my own dad. And it was a few years after I lost my dad and stuff. Mm. It just caught me out of the nowhere, and I sobbed for a good three quarters of that movie. <laughs> if I wasn't, yeah, I, I, there's got to be more. But I have trouble accessing that. Yeah, I tend to block that stuff out when it makes me feel things. Did you guys watch uh, Rescue Rangers? No, not yet. I'm, my kids, I so I hadn't watched it, but we put my kids in front of it when we were trying to get shit done last weekend, and they big fans. All right, I'll have to put it on. Them. I'm That's sick of all the things. other crap they're watching on Netflix. I would get rid of Netflix right now, but there's like multiple kids shows that they're watching that like I need. Yeah, yeah. Coco. But for me, but for me, Netflix is like useless. Coco right Melon, now. John. Coco Melon. I don't know. Oh, dude. Coco Melon is psychotic. It's like the modern version of like. What was that dumbass cartoon with the sun when we were killed? Uh, Teletubbies. Teletubbies. Yeah, it's like the. Yeah. I mean, like it's educational, but it's dead-eyed and psycho. Eric, you I know what's great wait. on Netflix for the kids? Number Blocks. Do your kids watch the Number Blocks? No. Very good. No, see my see like so my my oldest just turned six. She's on this show called Miraculous, which is like almost a little too old for her. It's like very tween. We're familiar it's very tween romancy, but she watches the shit yeah. like on a fucking loop. No, my so I also have a six year old daughter, and she's the exact same way. She she watches all the stuff that's like it's definitely meant for like twelve yeah. or thirteen year old <laughs> girls, right. and I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> no, hundred percent. I tried to steer her away from it. She well, really's into Shira like right now. Twelve, you read Seventeen magazine, even well, though it's no, not. I, I understand. Yeah. We're also watching a lot of if the uh, I have to basically force the like three-year-old to pick something not like force her but like this otherwise her older sister would just dominate all the viewing yeah. so yeah. then we'll get like some gabby's dollhouse i don't know if you're yep. familiar with that one where eric you could not name a show on netflix <laughs> that i am not at least that one's got good music i dig the music in that show that it's at least got like some like pop no, Gab- music yeah solid from i mean i don't like sit and watch it but like what i pick it's up not offensive to my her. ears the way miraculous is yeah, uh, Shira, my the the six year old is like getting into right now, which I guess they like rebooted and is like a whole oh, thing, and it's pretty good. She she's like super into it. Okay, so. John, John, nice. have is your daughter watching? It's like H two O, something of water or something, and it's like this early two thousands mm. show from Australia. It's live action of like teenage girls who are also mermaids. <laughs> Oh no! I don't think awesome. I've not seen it's that. It's the most god awful thing you've ever fucking I have, seen. That have not. That's not hit my oh radar my god. yet. I'm trying to think of the. the it's the equivalent movie. of like you would have randomly seen this on USA at 10 o'clock in the morning when we were younger. <laughs> like that's the, the exact lane of what this show is. <laughs> Aquamarine. That's the movie I was thinking mm. about mermaids. Anyway, that wasn't the question, but good talk, guys. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad my dad cartoon era 
uh, went out with like fairly odd parents and foster's home for imaginary friends. friends. John, you ever, John, <laughs> you ever seen era. you ever seen Ben and Holly, John, on Netflix? I believe it's like so. Super fancy, I've definitely seen the tile. Super fancy Britishy gnomes, basically gnomes and fairies. I don't know. They, uh, they Grizzly and the Lemmings. Are you familiar with Grizzly and no. the Lemmings? Because that show, I'll watch. Like I'll sit down and my kids fucking love it. It's basically um, Roadrunner and and Wiley e. Coyote, but it's a grizzly bear and then like these lemmings. It's Canadian, so it's set in like Bam forever, and it's it's wild. It's very short too. It's like ten minutes, and there's lots of like the grizzly bear getting hit by a telephone pole and stuff. So I'm not being facetious out. when I say that like I would listen to the dad the dad cast of y'all talking about cartoons <laughs> see this is it though like i don't want to have to like study them anymore to talk yeah. about i just want to be like yeah yeah it, no, like, that's what i'm saying this this type of conversation specifically because we're short tonight anyway so i might as well get into it it freaks me out to see my kid basically binge watch a show the same way i do because we didn't binge watch shows as kid because kids because you couldn't so i'm like couldn't. what is this doing yeah. to your brain yeah. like this is a whole new world man like i don't know oh yeah I don't know. You guys I should. My suggestion for you two, for your own sanities as parents, and Caitlin, I'd say you should watch it too because I think you'd enjoy it. But you should have them try Horrible Histories on Hulu. It's oh. a British show, and it talks all about British UK history and stuff. But it's the group behind the original show. If you've seen the CBS American remake of Ghosts, it's the troupe that did the original uh, Ghosts and uh, yeah. stuff. It's hilarious. It's geared towards kids, and it's full of poop and fart jokes because they bring up the gross parts of the uh, the history because they know that's what kids are going to listen to, and it's fun. And they make up stupid songs. It's slapsticky. It's good time. I watch it mm. on my own sometimes. <laughs> Love it. We like Storybots. I don't know if the kids, if uh, Eric, the kids are watching the Storybots yet. No. It's probably like it. Like the six-year-old is like the right. Like it's a little probably too. They're like me. It's hard to get them into new stuff. You got to catch them in a mood. Yeah, but Storybot. It's pretty prominent on Netflix. They like pump that a lot. I feel like, but it's a Netflix OG situation. You know, (laughs) one of those. Yeah. So you know how my cousin's kids likes to watch on on the old YouTube. Ugh, I don't uh, let them watch YouTube. Yeah, but, yeah you yeah. shouldn't. It's car crashes. They literally oh. like, oh. I was it's like, so what you watch it? And he was like, just, he can't read, but he's like watching car crashes and then jumps to the next car crash video. Yeah. And I was like, I don't think this is good for him. No, no, we don't. But we don't give him. That's YouTube. so fucked up. Oh my God. I mean, Caitlin, that makes me feel like the world's best parent. Thank you. <laughs> That's that's the Good one holdover from that from that era of uh, childhood that I still get though is Delaney's twenty two now. I didn't really watch cartoons that much anymore, but by God, I have to hear all sorts of stories about YouTubers I've never heard of. Yeah, <laughs> and streamers. I saw a tweet one time that was like, "Can you die from your kid telling you about a YouTube video?" I think exactly. You can. <laughs> I, like, I have that oh, situation but with, with my son and video games. That's like the it, just playing. And they're all like switch games that I bought, but he has like <laughs> explained them to me. Like I've never oh, heard them. I'm yeah. Like, I started I, getting, I, that game. <laughs> I started getting the kids into the switch. You know what I need is a, like a good modern game with some like Eric, couch co-op we, or something that they that a little kid. Cause like I got them playing the original Kirby. <laughs> the three world's kind of good at it. Like I was kind of surprised. Eric, you got it. So I can talk about this forever because I, my son, who's eight, play, has been playing video games since he was like three. Um, the new Kirby game is like the best kids game I've ever seen. Yeah. Okay. Nice. 
I, I should pick something. Forbidden Kingdom or something? Because like we that? were playing games and it's like, they're so young. I've been like, eh, they're like ready. Not ready and like, I and I mean like, will they be interested in it? You know what I mean? But they yeah, were like the, pretty, even to the old Kirby, they were like pretty into it. And I'm like, the new, this is cool. We're just The chilling. new Kirby, it's, it's like a 3D platformer and it, the, like the basic setting, the like normal setting is basically like insanely easy. Like you couldn't, you can't not beat it almost. And then there's like a why it's called wild setting, which is actually like slightly difficult, but it's still not that hard. Okay. Yeah. All right. Maybe um, I'm going to jump on that. It's really good. The Lego games were on sale last week. They may still be on sale. They had a bunch of them. You can get them for 10 bucks. Those are, mm-hmm. I find those entertaining myself too, but those are good, easy for kids. Yeah. James played the Lego city game for a little while, but it was almost like too complicated. There was a lot going on. Oh, was there? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a lot. There's a lot in that one, but Good times. All right. Yeah. Do we have, uh, what do we got on the old Instagram there? Eric? We got some pretty good stuff. Some pretty, pretty good stuff. People, uh, um, for anyone who stayed with us through parenting, dad tower and yeah, dad talk, people, uh, fucked around and found out today about the mood I was in on Twitter when they were at Instagram, when they were asking me questions. Um, the most horror movies you've ever watched in a single day. It was uh, the day that I was sending out Plug It Up. Uh, I did some press kits for folks. And uh, the day I did that, I just like put together boxes, did all the shit, wrote cards and stuff. And I just let Tubi take me through what it wanted to in the horror genre. I think I got through, like five or six. Yeah, like four nice. or five is probably my limit. I'm, I yeah, envy I people that are like, I sat down and played video games for 13 hours. I'm like, my brain doesn't allow me to be interested in anything for that long. Like, I, <laughs> I can't sit still for 13 hours. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I've gotten to three. I think that's probably my. There was I've probably one. Done four or five on a good day. I remember one time in about 2008 or nine, I took Halloween off. This was pre kids, obviously. Planned like a whole day for myself, planned out my marathon, got pizza and snacks. And like, I, th- I think I watched from like 11 or 12 straight through to like midnight or something. So maybe that was like six movies or something. That was pretty sweet. Hmm. But even by the end of it, I was like, why am I still doing this? Well, my okay. thing is I'd start drinking at some point, And then it's like, I'm only dr- making was, it through like one more movie after that. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> uh, what's your favorite gory movie? Oof, Brain funny. Dead or Dead Alive. Dead's I, mean, I think it might be Cabin Fever. I love mm, that movie. That's a Solid. good one. I do like Belco Experiment for um, or Modern. And I, I like Saw, you know. Yeah, John I think said no. can never understand you. I'll never. You don't like Saw? Yeah, we're like the original Saw. You the, first, the original Saw. The first Saw is pretty I'm sweet. Down. I'm more like a Book of Saw kind of guy. <laughs> more of a spiral Book of Saw <laughs> yeah. kind of guy, actually. My favorite gory movie experience was watching Poltergeist with John. Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I'll never forget the crowd reaction to the twist reveal in the original saw people lost their fucking minds it's so good yeah. <laughs> it's and it's such, got that da, 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 yes that's like sick music score. it's so good it's such a good twist uh what is the saddest movie you have ever seen a sad question oh because it's called the sound i don't know <laughs> yeah i don't know about the whole movie but the mist Oh God, man! Yeah. What a punch! I to don't the think dick. there's a universe where the saddest movie you've ever seen is a horror movie. I just, I don't know. Like, the I end, guess the ending of the mist, like dude. Like, come on! Yeah. Oh, I got one. Rec- like I, saw I got one. List. No, this is this is <laughs> this is my answer. It's Requiem for a Dream. Oh God! Yeah, that's like 
I don't. I mean, it is sad, but it, you're not like crying. You're just like, holy shit! No, you're I gotta horrified as humanity. Lay down. <laughs> like, That's yeah. sadness too, John. I don't know. My, you know what? Guy Casey. I was gonna say mine's not definitely not a horror movie, but there is a movie came out in '96 that Colleen had and I had rented. It was shortly after we got married. Did not know what I was getting into. She put it on. We started watching it. It's a drama called "It's My Party." It stars Eric Roberts. And it has Maggie Cho and stuff in it, but it's about Eric Roberts as a man who finds out that he has his dying of AIDS. And he is going to take care of it himself because he doesn't want to suffer and put his friends through seeing him suffer. So he's having a final party for himself. I bawled for days. Oh, <laughs> I had, yeah. We had a friend. We had friends coming over later that night. We'd start watching the movie. They're coming over later. And a friend comes over, knocks on the door. And again, this is like the first year Collie and I got married. He knocks on the door and I open the door. Eyes are all red. Tears are just flowing. He's like, oh, God, did you guys break up? <laughs> I'm like, no, it's a movie. <laughs> You know, uh, Midnight Mass made me cry pretty hard really? there at the end. And then a documentary I saw about assisted suicide. Oh, I mean, <laughs> like really with documentaries, that's like a whole other fucking conversation. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's concerning to me how difficult it is for me to like find answers to this question. So that's interesting. Yeah. Is it because abortions being made illegal and kids are being killed <laughs> in school? Maybe No, like for a long time, I just, I mean, this is more for my therapist, <laughs> but for a long time, like <laughs> I was still closed off. I just couldn't even feel anything when I watched something like that. Yeah. That yes, stuff has yeah. come back to me in the last like couple of years. So it's like, those are more recent experiences. I feel like my dad got me with the uh, old yeller twist at a pretty mm. young age <laughs> i was exposed to that too mostly it's like, that's like child abuse mostly I used, I so brutal mostly i used to feel guilt like looking around and being like should am i am i supposed to be sad like i don't feel anything <laughs> go to therapy kids it's, it helps it does <laughs> um did you watch that found footage documentary there's a found footage documentary in shutter i've not yet i did yeah, yeah. I'm going to be okay. real. Oh, it's a documentary about, I saw that. Can I it's, ask a question, I, Caitlin? Is this a real documentary or is this one of these six hour things they don't edit and they just slap clips together, which is okay. I'm just asking like for a No, it's like an hour and a half. So it's like okay, a, so an it's edited. Um, it's, okay. I, I think it's fine. I don't know. I don't know if that's sacrilegious to say for, but I, I mean, I love found footage. I, I really do. And I just thought it was fine. Does it make like, a cogent argument about found footage or it's more of like our, like walking through the history of it. Like what started it off? What was the first, do they mention, movie? do they mention cannibal Holocaust? They do. Yeah. Very nice. And um, they talk about Blair Witch, it's probably okay then. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give Eric that one because once he got me to watch cannibal Holocaust, I was talking about being afraid of it. And then I was like, I saw the mastery of how it actually did it's kick so, off Blair dude, Witch and stuff. It's like, damn. <laughs> cannibal Holocaust is so good. I saw somebody recently arguing that cannibal Holocaust is not a found footage movie. And I'm like, bro, they literally find their footage and then we watch <laughs> yes. it. You fucking idiot. <laughs> they found it, bro. Get off of Twitter. <laughs> Douche. <laughs> I love when Christ. Eric is angry. I've had a bad day. Look, all you have to do is say something not nice about Cannibal Holocaust. <laughs> no, not not nice. Just wrong. No, just He's wrong. Right. Yeah. You cannot like it, but don't say some dumb shit like it's not a found footage movie. <laughs> when there's literally like, I found the footage. Like, fuck, <laughs> idiot. <laughs> all right. Which do you prefer? Audiobooks, physical books, Kindle books, or none of the above? 
I'm all Physi- in on Kindle. Physical book. I keep a I'm small a selection book. of physical books that I just have some kind of attachment to, like small, like less than 20 probably. And then Kindle if I'm actually reading, reading. You guys all have Kindles? I don't know. I, I, like, I, I actually do. I, ha- I had one. I don't know. It's around. Here. I've read entire, I've read entire huge <laughs> books, just my iPhone. And this was back when they were like small, like tiny ass iPhones too. Oh, I couldn't do that. I tried that. It's great. In the day. I read, I used to do that on the, I would read on the train. I read a book oh, called God. the great war about world war one. That's like a thousand pages entirely on my iPhone while in the bathroom. Extremely dead energy from start to finish there. <laughs> Thank you very much. Get your, uh, you might have to get your bowels checked out, brother. Uh, I was going to say, my good news is my fiber intake is better now. So, yeah, I'm a full blown convert over to Kindle. I love it. I don't know that I see myself going back except for special stuff like coffee table books and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Kindle's great. Audiobooks, I've never been able to get into. I do. I, I have trouble with the idea of buying a device that only does one thing like a Kindle, but whenever I see, like a modern Kindle, they look so cool the way the like pages look. It's, well, it's so much better to read on too. Like they they yeah. like optimize it for the reading, and you get the e-ink screen. Honestly, it's That's a it's mean. a big difference between reading on your iPad or your iPhone or something. It does make an actually good difference. Uh, this was the question that got a too real of an answer. What's something that will always make you sad when you think about it? Good God, God people! My Jesus. my answer was our current downfall in democracy. Um, yeah. yeah, child murder is pretty high on the list. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so many things, really. I'm, yeah, I don't need to. I'm not. <laughs> I don't want to get I'm into not, it. I'm not like thinking about the things. That... Speaking of Cannibal Holocaust, any movie that you loved but wouldn't recommend to someone—that's probably <laughs> one. Of them. Although I recommend that to horror fans. Um, Martyrs is one I wouldn't recommend to anybody that I loved. So that's my go-to. Oh, oh Eric, what's the one? Bad Ben. Ben. <laughs> uh, I know some real freaky weirdos that I would recommend Bad Ben to. Like I, I recommended it to you. <laughs> oh my god. Get out of here, you dang ghost. <laughs> yeah. Come on, get out of here. <laughs> There's a lot of movies that I love. John, you gotta I watch Bad only... I think it's a Philly accent, isn't it? Didn't we decide that Caitlin or was it New Jersey or something like that? It's an amalgamation that he made or up for Maryland the wall, I think, or but something. it's it's distinct. <laughs> Singular. John, you guys are the bad Ben. What you got, John? Yeah. Oh no, I was just saying. There's a lot of movies that I wouldn't. I remember, to, like, like fam- famously, people, but... we had this conversation on the Human Centipede episode because we all kind of enjoyed the first one to some degree, and but like we had that experience of normies. It became such a cultural thing yeah. that people in our lives, like at work, would be like, "Hey, you're weird. You you heard of this uh, <laughs> butt movie? What's going on with this thing?" <laughs> Yeah, someone at work was like, oh, this thing is like really creepy. Okay, and you'd like it. And I was like, well, not wrong. That, But that is a great example. Like, if someone asked me, like, should I watch this? Like, I, I don't, I mean, I'd have to know a lot about them before I said yes, you know? Yeah. But. Well, that was the last real question. There was a comment after that, but it wasn't, that's not a question, John. I, Still appreciate cool. the comment. I appreciate your editorializing. I'm not going to read it on the it's show. Judicious tonight. Yeah. So uh, we're going to try to get a show in next week, probably Monday night on the record for that. It'll come out same the normal time, but and then we're definitely taking a week off after that. I'm on vacation, John. 
Mm. Uh, so I don't know. I don't think we have a movie queued up this week. Casey does not get to pick this week after the. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I was too, way too burned out to pick a movie this week. So I appreciate people. I really want to do Lizzie, but I'll wait for John. Um, so yeah, anybody, uh, I guess that's it for the show. <laughs> Go see men if you can. It's way to bring one. it in hard. Oh yeah. That's <laughs> that movie. Men came out. I'm sure we'll, we'll do that on video. We're going to get, we're getting to men. We're we're yeah. We got so many good previews. The menu, uh, don't worry, darling. No, I was just reading about this movie bodies, bodies, bodies. Which is another eight twenty four. I've seen some stuff on that. That looks cool. Uh, it looks cool. Like the I, I didn't see a preview, but I, I was reading about it. It sounds good. But it's not till like August, I think. It's cool. uh are we gonna do the um, the other eight twenty four movie that's coming out? I can't think of his name now. It's like Sheldon this shell or something like that. No, that's not horror. Marcel no, it's Marcel, like yes. Marcel the shell. though. Yeah, yeah. It is I was so pissed when I saw that preview. I was like, I already saw everything everywhere all at once or whatever it's called. I was like, I've got my quota of tenderness for the year. I don't need this shell. <laughs> That's it's Jenny Slate. Yep. I don't care. I like I Jenny Slate. But <laughs> I, I don't think it's a movie I'm going to watch. Yeah, fair enough. All right. That's going to do it for the <laughs> sadness, at least in movie form. Hope you enjoyed the show. <laughs> And uh, we'll talk to you next week. See you. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.